Welcome to episode 204 of the Witty and Gritty podcast. We're your hosts, Brooke and Farron. <laughs> Every other word we should say. Oh man, next time, next episode. <laughs> okay, so this year we have walked through books of the Bible so far. We've hit Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, and then we're going to hit Paul's letter to the Colossians. So if you're a Bible person, can't figure out where Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians is, just remember, go eat pineapple cake. And then it's in that order. Is pineapple cake a real thing? I mean, you could say pumpernickel <laughs> cake, <laughs> which might be better. I like that you pointed out that we're walking through it. Because, yeah. man, by this point, you've already read how many books of the Bible? are Three. Three. Yes, and they're short pages. And, man, what a, like, not to brag, but you're like. <laughs> yeah, not to I brag, just, but there uh, go. <laughs> I just spent all last month reading a whole book of the Bible. Don't tell them which book, though, since it's only two and a half pages <laughs> long. <laughs> no, but I like the pace. Like, when you say yes. walk, I think of the pace. And how I would much rather go through for a walk than run. Well, you know, we're modeling Jesus, right? He was not in a hurry. Yeah. So, strolling through it, deeper dive. We'd yeah. rather swim deep than far, right? Except for my ears. I don't know. I know. I was thinking <laughs> that too. Uh, maybe not swimming. Swimming was a bad analogy. <laughs> I only dog paddle. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I float. Anywho, so we're starting the book of Colossians. So we're going to give you a little bit of background. Farron. Off the top of your head, oh, if you yeah. had to guess, where is Paul writing this letter from? You could guess, probably in... Colossal. <laughs> prison. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant who he was writing it oh, to. Oh, sorry. Yes, he is writing from prison. I did know that answer. But who is he writing it to, Brooke? He is writing it to the people of Colossae. Which oh, I was close. Yes, Colossians. It's one of those weird... Like, how does this, a San Diegans, <laughs> San Diegoites? I don't know. So he actually didn't start the church in Colossae. His friend, Epaphras, uh, Epaphras, I think is how you say his name, wrote or started the church. And he went to visit Paul in jail. And he said, hey, Paul, everyone's doing great, but there are some definite struggles and temptations of the world that they are having to face. I can relate. Yes, I, I was thinking the same thing. Like, we are in this world trying to chase after God, but everywhere you look, whether it's on TV or in music or anywhere, just out in broad daylight, people are blatantly not following God, and it's our job to choose Jesus. Imagine what they're doing in the dark. Oh, <laughs> that's so sad but true. If they're doing that out in public, what are they doing behind closed doors? Yeek! Anyway, anyways, so today we are going to talk about Colossians 1, 9 through 11, and this whole letter is encouragement, back to the church, spur them on, just like we've been talking about how we should spur each other on, just a pep talk, but we really liked all of chapter 1, mainly for the theme of he's encouraging people. Yeah, I think I could never run out of encouragement, like, keep filling that cup for me. I could use it all day long. Yeah, no one's like, hey, please stop encouraging me. I don't me. need any more <laughs> encouragement. No thanks. Except maybe when your kids, you tell them something encouraging and they go, I know. And then you're like, oh, okay, maybe you don't need <laughs> Maybe you don't need Maybe I've more. overdone it. <laughs> Just a little bit. Let me humble you, child. 
<laughs> but per usual, Brooke and I decided on the ones that stuck out to us the most, and so we would like to encourage you to go read it for yourself, because that's the cool thing about the Bible. Scripture's going to speak to different people in the ways that they need it, so we're going to give you definitely some really high points and takeaways and practical, applicable steps, but you never know what's going to be in there for you. Yeah, so we are going to read... Colossians 1, 9 through 11. I'm going to read the NLT and Farron's going to read the ESV. If you're new to us for this walking through scripture, we like to read different versions because they say the same but different. Same but different. different. Okay, the NLT, starting in verse 9. So we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord, and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while, you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. We also pray that you will be strengthened with all of his glorious power so that you will have all the endurance and patience you need. May you be filled with joy. Whew, that was a long one. It was a lot. You did great. Thank you, Farron. All right, your hang turn. In, hang in there. Here's the <laughs> ESV. And so, from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. May you be strengthened with all power, according to his glorious might, for all endurance and patience with joy. I like how, if you just read through this, I would want someone to pray this for me. That sounds great. Please. I would love to be filled with joy constantly. I want to be strengthened with his glorious power. Endurance and patience. Patience is always what we need. Yes. (laughs) I definitely think that it's worth going back to these verses and circling the things or qualities that you wish you had. And not just in the high times, but like, man, when my kids are testing me, what what do I wish Mm -hmm. I had more of? Or Yeah, everybody's everybody's patient when you're not in a rush. Exactly. Or (laughs) when you're playing the comparison game and getting into that trap. So, um, yeah, I think going through and circling those keywords really helps break that down. Because, man, those are some long sentences with many commas. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So let's just talk about verse 9 for a second. I like how Paul has even said, we have not stopped praying for you. Have you ever been in a season, Farron, where you feel like you are in constant need of prayer or someone you know is, please pray, pray for me every day, every moment, please. I will take all the prayers. Absolutely. Yes. I don't know if I'm supposed to share one. If you want to. Um, no, I think this season I find myself in constant prayer. Uh, not that there's anything too, too terribly wrong. There have been some doozies lately, <laughs> and I can just spit those off in a second. But I think my goal has been to be more consistent in my prayer life, yeah. which is it coincidental that there's been some doozies in the last month. Gives you some practice to pray about. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so I think that it comes from trying to develop that habit, which is good. And so just a reminder to everybody, you don't only have to pray in times of need. Yeah. But yeah, we had a, our backyard caught on fire. Luckily, our neighbor saved the house. That was pretty good. Um, you were out there, too. You did it, too. You know, <laughs> with point and shoot. <laughs> Just point and shoot. Uh, and then my I got in a wreck on a pretty big highway around here, 635. We had someone trying to hack into our phone account and trying to purchase phones. And, man, they're getting better at trying to trick people into doing things. Mm-hmm. But so far, so good. But about once a week, we still get, like, attacked by people that are 
trying to get into our focus. Bad people being bad. Stop that, bad people. We're going to pray about you. Mm. Yeah. So pray, pray for you <laughs> and about you, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's, I like what we say a lot, Brooke, is you know preparing in advance. Yeah. So it's nice to have already established this prayer habit and been working on that because then when these things have arisen, I reach out to our girls group, CG mm-hmm. group, girls text, and you guys are quick to pray for me, and it does provide peace in these crazy circumstances, even if they don't change. But man, it's really prepared me for some of these things we've faced lately. And thank you for sharing all those examples. That's good. Yes. You're not alone in that. I like the next sentence, too. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Haven't you ever just wanted to know, like, what am I supposed to do, God? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the way you figure that out is by praying for spiritual wisdom yes. and understanding. But also, I think it leads into the third, which we've referenced before, is walking in a matter. Yeah. So this idea that action brings clarity. You can plan, 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 as having a plan is a good idea, as you should. But eventually, you got to take that leap of faith, and you'll know pretty quick if that was the right step or the wrong step. (laughs) (laughs) But either way, he's going to have another step in front of you. So there you go. Paul then goes on to the next sentence and says, Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord. I know I definitely don't want to be outside of God's plan. I know whenever I do take those steps where his word is a lamp to my feet, I don't want to be outside of that, so I'm going to follow that light everywhere I can because outside of God's will is the scariest place imaginable. And I think we got to be careful not to think that that means we got to live these perfect lives. I think what it means is trying to have the air quotes right response when we do fail and do mess up and do Mm -hmm. fall short. So uh, what's our response? Are we responding to those failures in the way that God would call us to respond. So again, it's possible to live a perfect life. So instead think of it as when I do fail, although I'm going to try not to, how would God want me to respond in this situation? Yes. And the promise after that is that your life is going to produce every kind of good fruit. And we talked about fruits of the spirit in our Galatians mini series. So go back some episodes and we'll also link it if you need that. And I like how he talks about this lifelong learning you, while, all the while, you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. And guess what? If you're following along with this podcast, that's in obedience to learning more about God. So not to check a box just to check a box, but hey, congratulations for showing up today and putting in the work and doing the homework to go and read on your own and learn more about God. Chapter one is the homework in case we didn't say it slash you need a reminder. So chapter one. Chapter Colossians, one. Paul's oh. letter, writing from prison. Yes, it's a half a page long. You can do it. (laughs) I was that student that I needed to know. Like when the teacher was like, read chapter eight for homework, I would immediately go. 57 pages. Yes, and count. And then I'd be like, oh, but wait, there's a really big map on that page. So that's really like one line. Yeah. (laughs) There's some people out there just like me. I know it. That's great. I'm so glad you said that, Farron. Yeah. Good job. (laughs) Paul also writes in verse 11, We also pray that you'll be strengthened with all of his glorious power. We've hinted on that in previous episodes, too. And that you're going to have endurance and patience, which is the best. When you have it. (laughs) When you don't have it. When you have it, it's great. When you don't have it. Man, I just walked up a flight of stairs and I can't breathe. (laughs) I'm not saying that's happened to me lately. Never. And then may you be filled with joy. 
And then your version, Farron, says, for all endurance and patience with joy. You know, that version where it says, for all endurance and patience with joy, uh-huh. reminds me of when I tell you to say it with a smile. <laughs> like, you're saying the right thing, but I need you to do it with a smile. <laughs> May you be filled with joy. Yes. Could you feel my smile? Yeah. I hope everyone could feel it. Well, because I sometimes my kids are waiting, quote unquote, patiently, but the look on their face makes me want not to joyful. Want to snatch them up? <laughs> there, they are being patient, but I can uh, tell the words in their head. Yes, yeah. All, that makes me think of endurance with joy. There was something when I coached high school girls. My art, my thing was if you put your hands on your hips, you're getting off the field because you look tired. So you should always have the look of I can run five more miles, and those girls on the other team should be looking at you like you're crazy. I'm like what? Tell them you can run five more miles. You're not out of breath at all. Well, and isn't it like workout people on the YouTubes always <laughs> say, smile, or like in yoga this poses, is fun. you can trick your brain. Uh huh. Yeah. There's some science out there. It's we true. don't have it brain for science. you. But it was in the Bible first. Well, your brain doesn't know if it's, if it's a fake laugh or a real laugh. Yeah. It just likes when you laugh. <laughs> uh, see, our brains don't know. Okay, so that was fun. So remember, in our episodes we're going to read pray talk tell i typically dance when i say that i was noticing that it's a weird habit but i everyone else misses out on that but not me i'm here i get to witness it oh man remember when we used to put our episodes on youtube and then we realized "Mm, maybe not remember the friday night lives friday night lives oh man Man, now we're like real people and can work in daytime, unlike vampires. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay, so now we're going to pray through these verses. So remember, Paul was giving us a great example of how he was praying for his friends in Colossae. And so how can we take this verse and gear it towards praying for ourselves or others? Something that Brooke and I discussed before recording this is it's pretty interesting that Paul did not know these specific people yet he felt led to pray for them. And that's a good example of uh, you don't have to know people to pray for them. You can pray for people in different parts of the world. I think when you hear different tragedies happen and people pray, like if there's a school shooting and they're praying for the people affected, it's something that we tend to do. Um, But if you ever wonder if like that's working or, you know, biblical yes and here paul is praying for people in need that he has not met directly and he might not know their specific needs Mm -hmm. so again i think of tragedies in particular where you want to pray for them but then you're like but i don't know what to pray for what do i say and again paul modeled um, some of those different words for example the spiritual wisdom or understanding and continued continuing to walk in a manner worthy of god's calling joyfully Ooh, that one's hard. Can <laughs> That's you why I'm see? having to keep saying it. <laughs> but do you know what, like, especially in light of tragedy, like, how hard would that be? Find the joy somewhere. To continue with endurance, experience patience with God, but to mm-hmm. do that with joy. It would require a lot of prayer, so keep praying for these people. <laughs> Supernatural. That's why we need to find joy in Jesus. Exactly. So, like you were saying, Farron, it gives you exact ideas what to pray for. You can pray for someone to have spiritual wisdom, understanding, to walk in a manner worthy, With that endurance and patience with joy. I love how you're reiterating those points, which is a great segue into our talk portion because sometimes you might say, I need more details. I don't know what to pray for. Are you fishing for gossip? What are we doing there? Just remember, God is a God of details. He knows what they need. So when you just say, God, I don't know what they need, please give them what they need. If you 
get if you hint it to me something that maybe they need, I'll follow that nudge and pray for food or pray for peace of mind or pray for whatever. But until then, I can just kind of mimic these verses here and pray for that. What's the phrase that people sometimes use when they're like, pray for something, but, you know, I'm keeping it close to heart or... What's that phrase? As in, let your will be done? What are you talking no, about? like when they want a prayer request. A lot of times you see it on social media. They post. Unspoken prayer requests. Unspoken prayer requests. Request. I'm so glad you brought that up, Baron. Oh, I needed your help. Thank you. Because sometimes people will say, I need unspoken prayer requests. And at first, mm. back in spiritual immaturity, mm. I would say, well, why are you putting it on Facebook then? You're, are you fishing for someone to ask? You just need someone to talk to? Go Attention. to a counselor. Ooh, that was an ugly thought. I may have had a few times. Mm, so this, I'm sure, I am sharing my sin with you guys. So that used to be an old way of thinking, but then I realized there are some things that it's not your story to tell. You need permission from someone else, or there are other legal moving parts that you cannot say what it's about. Or embarrassing medical things that you are like needing <laughs> the act of God, but not to the point to reveal yes. what you're going through to all the world. And no one's asking you to tell us about your In body. In fact, if you had posted that, they probably would have said, why didn't you just say for an unspoken, unspoken prayer request? request? Yes. There's, okay, so we had Pam and Jerry Lewis on episode 126, I think, 127, somewhere in there. Listen about to both. Yeah, there you go. 125, 126, 127, they're all interviews. So we taught, we interviewed them about Caleb, their son, who was addicted to drugs, turned his life around through Victory Life Ministries. Thank you, God. Hey, they were selling bread uh, a couple weeks ago in the parking lot in Rockwall. And a guy was like, hey, you want some banana bread? And I said, Who, who's this benefiting? And he said, Victory Life. And I was like, do you know Caleb? And he was like, yeah, I do. <laughs> so it was really cool. Anyway, buy the bread, people. But I remember Jerry before all of this came to light, he posted, I was never a person who asked for unspoken prayer requests, but now that I'm in that situation, I am asking for those pleas. And it was very interesting to hear his perspective. And I've always kind of held that. So once he said that, I realized there's something more to this. What if I were in a situation? Mm -hmm. So if someone is being vague, let them be vague. Yes. I think it goes to, we talk about capturing thoughts a lot. Yep. And that thought of maybe being on the judgmental side. Do you think that's coming from God or Satan? Right. Who would not want you to pray for someone asking for prayers? They didn't give me details, so I'm not going to pray. And you know what? If it is attention, guess what they need? Prayer. Prayers. Look at that. (laughs) So no matter how you spin it, the answer is pray for these people. And you can say, God, give them what they need. (laughs) And think about how many times you've thought about asking for prayers and haven't. So... Man, just the courage to put it out there because they're going to get people in their inbox or commenting, asking them what's going on. Yeah. So please just pray for these people. Yes. Privacy is a thing that needs to be respected when it is an unspoken prayer request. I'm so glad you brought that up, Farron. One last thing on that topic. Do it. It's possible that they don't know what they need you to pray for. Yep. So just pray. Okay, I love it. Okay, tell. So we've, we, we have done read, pray, talk, tell is next. So using this lens that we're talking about, just this specific example, verses 9 through 11, what can we do to turn around and teach our kids about praying for others? Yeah. 
um, because I think as many adults as we talk to, and even the discussions we've had like ourselves with trying to get better at praying, if adults struggle with it, we may then assume that in fact kids are going to have trouble kind of developing that prayer routine. They're just little bodies. Yes. Let me tell you, my youngest, Gabriella Maydaroof, she (laughs) loves to talk. Never. I don't believe you. I, I mean, Jacob's not that way. Believe it or not, I'm not that way. Uh, but she yeah, loves to talk. And so she has taken over praying. And now, like, three-year-old Gabby praying was a hot mess. But, man, let me tell you, that kid prays for the family better than I could. She hit those 10,000 hours real quick. And she'll remember. <laughs> we'll go around the family, and we'll say what we need to pray for. And she starts with thanking God for things. She talks about like everybody's now here's the thing if you didn't pick a good enough thing to pray for she'll pick one for mm-hmm. you let me help you and you're like I, I guess I need to pray for that thank you and then she'll end with some gratitude and 20 minutes later we say amen let me brag on you and Gabby for a second number one Farron that comes from modeling she just didn't happen upon that so good job y'all modeling that and explicitly talking about like Think, being thankful for things and specifically praying for ever, others. So bragging on you and also claiming it. Maybe this is her spiritual gifting is prayer. Yep. That's so cool. Yep. At such a young age, it is so obvious yep. that she's gifted with it. Look out, Sadie Robinson. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh. So I think, you know, my kids I might have shared this before, but in case you missed that episode or slept since then. <laughs> I feel like gratitude is a good place to start when talking to kids about prayer, being grateful for what you have. And I guess something that I didn't really think of doing is realizing that others don't have it. And so when we go to pray for other people, we connect the gratitude to people without. What do you mean? So like birthday parties is a good example. We just had one. And so very thankful to have a birthday party and all the gifts and friends and then praying for people that might not be able to have birthday parties yep. and don't receive gifts on their birthday, which I know is super first worldy and privilegy, but it's a starting point. Yep. It, that's a reality and something that can relate to them. It's not this mm-hmm. abstract concept. And you're also taking it off of them. It's making it less me-centered and more God-centered with thinking of others, praying for others. So I like how it's that shift, Farron, of... I'm going to pray for me. I'm thankful that you've done this, this, this for me. But here we can go and pray for others. That's such a good example. I think it's just recognizing. Because I I do. I don't know. It seems to come up in a lot of things I've been listening to lately. So it must be for me. But I really want to find a way (laughs) for my kids to be aware of what they do have. Yes. Um, Without, I don't know. I feel like it's a careful line to walk. Mm -hmm. Between like not making other people seem less than because they might have less or yeah. do less. So we're Humble. navigating those waters. We can pray for humility. Then. I'll let you know how it goes. That's Send great. a lifeboat. <laughs> <laughs> let me know. A spiritual lifeboat coming your way. Another point we wanted to hit on with the tell portion is this whole realm of lifelong learning, not only for us, we need to keep learning about God and that spiritual wisdom and knowing his plan, but we need to teach our kids how to do that too. So we can learn for ourselves, but then also we're equipping them. Like you were saying earlier about now we can pray for others. Now we can shift it from, I need to learn about God right now. Our job is teaching kids about who God is and what he says, but man, you can start giving them that that ownership 
and it's their job to learn. What did you learn about God today? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen a little bit more engagement when I tell them something I learned. I like that. I think, one, it lets them know that I'm still learning. And then, two, sometimes they learn the same thing in their kid church. And so they're like, yeah, and. and then Funny how they line that yeah. up. <laughs> then it, it creates a good conversation. We talked about that same type of reciprocity last week with if you want your kids to tell you meaningful things, you need to have meaningful conversations to even start. And mm-hmm. you start with what is meaningful to you. And that models that, that vulnerability, the comfortability in the conversation, just creating that atmosphere of this is a safe place. You can tell me things. So mm-hmm. now... You're using it as an example here, which is great. I heard that on a podcast recently, too, about talking to teens. Oh, we'll be there before we know it. But just the idea that, like, well, if you don't share, you know, your truth, like with having a little bit of vulnerability, then they are, why are you expecting them to be vulnerable with yep. you? So if they hear you always saying, you know, fine, I'm fine, it's all fine, but they know you're not fine. <laughs> but then you go ask them, how was your day? Fine. You're not going to get a whole lot back because, one, that's how you respond. But, two, like, you're modeling it. Yep. You're modeling your expectation. Right. So let's model what God wants us to do. And, therefore, our kids will be modeling what God wants them to do. Let's just add an asterisk. Healthy vulnerability. Healthy vulnerability has healthy boundaries. Remember that, friends. (laughs) All right. So we have done read, pray, talk, tell through Colossians 1, 9 through 11. Homework this week is reading through chapter 1. We're going to link the Bible Project video if you need a little recap of what the whole book is about, if you need a big picture perspective. Yeah. In modern day English. In modern day English. That's helpful too. Yes. Okay. We'll see you next week. Bye. Before you go. Oh yeah. Wait, there's more. Do you... (laughs) Fun, fun quiz question. Does everyone know what a pod catcher is or does? Uh, nope. Okay, so a pod catcher is Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, places that pick up our podcast off of the internet and put it onto their website. Sometimes they decide, I'm not going to upload it or I'm going to refresh the feed two days later. So if you're like, where's my episode? Why can't I get it? Two places you can always get it. Podbean which is our host, that's where we upload our episodes, and our website, wittyandgritty.blog. That's where you can find every episode ever. I recommend the blog, personally, because the show notes are right there, and it's pretty awesome, and we got links to all the things. So when we say, we're going to link it in the show notes, just go listen to it on the website, and it's all right there. Easy peasy. Cool. Okay, for real this time. (laughs) See you next week. Bye.